another day, another podcast. We're back. And it's your favorite girls, Mar and Sadie. And that means it's also your favorite day of the week. Come on. Probably Wednesday when you're listening to this. Amen. Um, and we read the book Happy Place this week. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure I'm happy I read it. She's not. <laughs> She's not, ladies and gentlemen. And the reason we picked this book was because I picked this book. Yeah, she did. It's my own downfall. And who wrote this book, Mar? The woman that wrote this book, okay, her name is Emily Henry, mm-hmm. okay? And she has written plenty of books before. Sadie has read one before, and she called it trash. <laughs> and here we are again reading a new one, and it's still trash. It It is trash. In, in her I'm, opinion. Okay, Sue, you're right. True. In, in Sadie's opinion, I'm going to drag this book, <laughs> and you are going to actually appreciate it. Like, probably a normal person yes. would. Like a normal human. I'm just literally so frustrated by it. And it's because (laughs) I read a lot, obviously. And I read her ultra famous book, Beach Read, uh, last year. And let me tell you what. Joel does not know a single book that Mm -hmm. I read. He does not know a single thing I'm currently reading or have read probably ever. Unless he's looking at our bookshelves. And (laughs) tell me why this man could literally go... I know Sadie's number one least favorite book, and that is Beach Read. Beach Read. I hate it. I hate it so much. And so then this book came out, Happy Place, and it came out in May, and it's supposed to be just the book of the summer. It's a hot mm. pink cover. They're all jumping into the water. It's yeah. just, it's very whimsical, and it's supposed to be a perfect uh, coastal beach read. Like, it's just supposed to put you in those summer summer vibes, summer feelings. It made me feel horrible. I hated it. <laughs> but you actually enjoyed it. You yeah. thought it was normal and liked it. Well, okay. It was pretty normal. I feel like the story is like, it, it's a Hallmark movie. Y'all, no, it's a, ro- it's a romance. A romance. It's a romance. I love romances. Yes. I was telling Sadie that I could watch so many Hallmark movies in one sitting. And they're all the same. Just right. different actors. And that's what this book was. So romance, I just love seeing people fall in love. And I like it too, okay? No, she I, it, No, listen. She actually hates love. <laughs> no. <laughs> she hates it. No, I am a romantic in my core, but mm. in a different way. So I grew up watching BBC romances. So gotcha. I watched Sense and Sensibility, Northanger Abbey, mm. Pride and Prejudice. I watched these romances that were just this... She likes period pieces. I do love period pieces so much. And so that was my understanding of romances. But then in reading settings, I prefer when the romantic aspect of the book is a subplot. So I like when I'm reading about something else and on the side, oh my gosh, these two people are falling in love. Yes. I can get behind that all day. Mm -hmm. I think that's why with this book, I was really trying to put my own bias aside and be like, okay, it's supposed to be a really good book. Mm -hmm. A lot of people, but but I'm telling you, my gut never lies to me. I kind of liked it though. Okay, so what was your we'll give we'll give the listeners a little overview of what the book is, and yes. then you tell me what you liked about it. Okay. okay, and we'll go from there. So the overview of this book, correct me if I'm wrong, is basically this group of friends that met in college have been coming to this beach in the East Coast every summer for like six years. Mm-hmm. And they go there and they just have this iconic summer, right? It's like the summer you dream of, it's the friend group you dream of, okay? One of the girls falls in love with this guy. They date. And for all you know, they're happy. The book jumps back and forth between happy place and real life. So Mm -hmm. the book is entitled Happy Place. Happy Place chapters are all about their reminiscing. She's reminiscing. Harriet is the female protagonist here. Harriet is reminiscing on her 
how she met this guy in college, how mm-hmm. she met this man. And then real life is when they're currently, this is their sixth year going to this coast and it's, they find out it's going to be the last time they go to this coast because they're selling the beach house. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh my gosh, okay, this, this is the last iconic summer here. Well, she walks in and the book opens with this really confusing but immediately great hook where it draws you in because she walks in, all of her friends go, surprise, and she, the writer says, and then he turned around. It was when the last man I expected to see, my fiance. Yes. So, ooh, great hook, right? Yeah. You're like, wait, wait a minute. Last man she expected to see, it's her fiance. Yes. So it starts off in the whole setting, though, the whole premise of the book is how they met and then how they got to where they are now. Yes. So, but that's it. But, okay, there are little dimensions in there, okay? Because, first of all, it started off with just the three girls being friends. You had Cleo, Sabrina, and Harriet. These three were roommates in college, right? Then Sabrina meets, what's his name, Pratt? Oh. Raph? Pratt? Whatever. Pratt. Pratt. Prof. Prof. She meets a man named Prof. Not you saying Rat. In, sorry. Chris Pratt. Um, basically, she meets a man named Prof, right? Also in college. It's If you guys have ever watched the show Friends, right? You got a group of friends and then they all start dating each other. Mm-hmm. That is what happens. And so Wynn, who is her fiance, and we find can out. Can we just say that again? His name is Wynn. Wynn. Sometimes you win some, sometimes okay, you lose so some. Okay, that's what's happening she, here. No, but she lost with him. Okay, but, she, let me- but did she? <laughs> did she? Basically, Wynn was Pratt's friend prot's friend prot 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 is he when was it, know. you know it's crazy it's actually pronounced that way because i listened <gasps> to the audiobook see i love when you listen to it and i read it because then you get to hear all the yes. love it prot. so prot he actually was friends with when when gets brought into this friend group right and they they all i think from the very beginning their friends wanted him to love harriet because the way they would describe harriet to him was like she's so kind she's so loving she's got the weirdest laugh you over here in your life like all of these things and so he came in there wanting to like her i think there was never he always told her he would say we're not friends right because he never wanted to be friends he always wanted to be more right so yeah but and so the whole premise of this book essentially No, they talk about family because <laughs> they also talk about family dimensions in there. And I think that's really important because it, it shows you why they treat each other the way that they do. It does. Yes. So I mean, so essentially the book goes back and forth between real life and happy place. Yes. Okay. So happy place is like like we said, it's their last year at this beach house. So it's just these six Friends that have gone through college, gone through life That's phases together. Life. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. So real life is yes, this yes, is yes. the last year and they have a lobster fest. Yes. It's a lobster fest that uh, they go to every yes. year. So it's this, re- the real life chapters are them talking about and just experiencing where they're at now. They're going yes. through the fact that, okay, we've gone through college. We've, ha- we've all been close, but now a couple of them are dating. Obviously you find out that Harriet is engaged to win and you're like what is going on with that and then on this six-year final trip to the beach house two of the characters Mm. Sabrina and Prof surprise everyone and say that they're engaged and they're actually gonna have their wedding there that weekend yes so they're like 
we got you all here. Surprise, mm -hmm. we're getting married and we're going to have our wedding here this yes. weekend. So it's kind of like this final big hoorah end of an era for them. And these mm -hmm. six friends are recognizing, okay, our lives are changing and all this stuff. And really the whole weekend, you have Harriet and Wynn mm. avoiding each other. The tensions are high. It's steamy. But you're you're finding out as the reader why they're not together <laughs> at the same time. Because then you read the Happy Place chapters. So the Happy mm. Place chapters are Harriet explaining and reminiscing on how they met and started dating. But the trippy thing is... Is that the reason why she was never expecting to see her fiance there, right? Is because this whole entire time they have been together, they got engaged, it was a love story for the century, right? All of their friends, right, knew that they were engaged. Well, then they broke off this engagement and they didn't tell anybody. Yes. They haven't told their parents, they haven't told their friends, and it's been 5 months since they've broken up, and yet here and this was supposed to be the trip that Harriet tells them. He decides he's not going to go on this trip. Wynn decides that he's not <laughs> Harriet Wynn, is mad no, and also wait. I mean, Wynn decides that he's not going to go on this trip. Yep. And that this was the moment that Harriet would come alone and she would say Wynn and I broke up. But then she gets there and Wynn is there. And the confusion is that's when Sabrina announces, this is our last year here. We want to make it a really big, rememberable time. And so Wynn and Harriet pretend to stay together for five days, even though they haven't been in the same proximity for five months prior to this, to make sure that Sabrina, which I mean, what type of love they have for this friend right so that sabrina would have one last good hoorah here in the place that they grew up and loved together because also sabrina and are we saying prot or prof i need to get this straight right now he's both he's prop off <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. he's he's prot he's prot okay all right because sabrina and prot basically said Wynn and Harriet are our inspo that friends can turn into lovers, can turn into being married and it can all work out. And so they're not going to be like, surprise, we broke off our engagement mm -hmm. on the weekend that their best friends are getting married and also saying you are our inspiration for how this it, this can work. So, yeah, they're going to keep it secret. So then they spend the next five days just awkwardly trying to look like they're still engaged where they haven't, like you said, been talking for five months. Yes. But can we please talk about that freaking engagement? Or I'm sorry, the breakup. Can we talk about the breakup? Let's talk about it. Because this book, you the whole buildup is that she was dumped in four minutes. Mm. So she was like that four minute phone call, that four minute conversation. Yeah. And I was broken up and I was left. Yeah. So basically, you're reading this book, and it's just the weekend of them kind of sort of talking in little snippets and moments that they get together where no one else is around of Harriet and Wynn talking about their feelings and yeah. not talking about their feelings and talking about their feelings and then talking about a little bit about the breakup and not talking about the breakup. Making out, making out a little bit um, I hate <laughs> it. I hate it so much because literally it just drives me absolutely crazy because I feel like there's so many scenarios that are not realistic. Yes. Um, so that's honestly this would blow my mind so basically the there's so much as to why they broke up and so i think i kind of no, like there's that. not well hold on okay <laughs> hold on ma'am there is i think the author does do a good job of kind of 
putting one more thing in at a time of like, oh, makes you see that it wasn't just one thing. So this, so her, she is a surgeon. Harriet is a surgeon or she's aspiring surgeon, right? And she's in her residency. Yeah, And her so she moved year. out, second year, she moved out to San Diego and Wynn went with her, right? And Wynn is trying to find a job. He's having a hard time finding a job. He's unhappy. We find out that his dad passes away. And so that just like, all these little things are happening to him that are not, that are making him more depressed as time goes on. But meanwhile, Right. Then you've got Harriet over here who is not realizing that she's not happy in what she's doing. And so they just kind of crash and he decides to go back to Montana. Not, and they're still together at this point. Goes back to Montana to take care of his mom because she fell and she broke her wrist. And she has also Parkinson's. And so yes. she, I mean, the, the big catalyst was that his dad passed away. And then like within the next day, he flew out obviously to go and deal with that and be with his family yes and then while he was there his mom fell so he stayed and yes. never came back yes so they just kind of got put in this long distance mm-hmm. and she's trying to be supportive and not say how she's really feeling and he's trying apparently to not be a burden on her and yes. her dreams and we find out so like while he's long distance right she works so many hours if you work in a hospital you guys get it there's not a lot of personal time so she's never calling but then he's never really calling and then one night she calls him because she went out to a bar with her friends she needed a break but then she gets there and none of her friends are there besides this guy who happens to be part of the residency and he makes a move on her when he drops her off at the house he kisses her and it is very unwanted and she calls him she goes when this is what happened i just need you to know calls him that night wakes him up yes which and then is what a, is he which do? is the perfect scenario honestly if that ever yeah happened to you it's like i didn't initiate i didn't lean in i didn't do anything but this is what happened to me and i'm calling and telling you right now yes he took that as like okay this is just not working that's what he responded to her Mm -hmm. he said this is just not working and so essentially they have a four minute phone call yes where she called to tell him hey this is what happened and he respond his response was this is not working and then she said two days later she got a box of her stuff and that was that. that's crazy but and so what you kind of mentioned earlier mar too is that she it harriet is a surgeon she's going through her residency to be a surgeon and that was the biggest and most exciting thing about her life because her parents had always given up everything to make sure that she could go have this mm. opportunity so a huge aspect of Harriet's character is the fact that her parents are married, but they are unhappily married. Yes. So she has always seen a marriage demonstrated of two people that are together, united for the same goal. And that is the fact that is her. Yes. The goal that they are united on is her going to school to be a doctor. Yes. Not each other. They don't have any love or affection. It seems like for each mm-hmm. other. It seems like finances were always a struggle. And so her experience of a happily married couple is not a positive one. Yeah. It's not happy at all. Mm-hmm. And so she takes that understanding of relationships into her meeting with her, her meeting and falling in love with Wynn. Mm-hmm. And so a whole part of her, I guess, character arc is recognizing like just because this is how I've experienced love does not mean how that is always going to be. And you can't always have this escape route in your mind when you're falling in love with somebody. And because she never wanted to get married because she was worried, oh, if I get married, then you're going to be locked in and you're never going to actually leave me if you're unhappy. She's like, I always want you to feel like you can leave me if you're unhappy. Yes. And so that's why, because it's interesting though, because she said, yes, he proposes to her and he takes her breath away. And he was honestly so cute. If you want to know how he did it, he went out to go pee 
pizza because get pizza because he didn't feel like you know they didn't feel like cooking and it's raining outside he comes back in and she's like you're home and he's drenched and he just like goes up to her and he's like marry me harriet and she's like what and he's like wait a second and he runs back to the room pulls out this blue velvet box has a ring he's like he's like i it just made me i thought it looked like you and like it's not perfect if you'd want you know he's like but will you marry me and she's like yes for me i'm at this moment as a helpless romantic okay this moment i was screaming i was screaming Uh, because i (laughs) listen listening to the audiobook it's sometimes fun i was just about to say oh ew no, I no, do- no, 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 we will not talk about it. No, 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 I, no. I'm sorry for you listeners. I just, we both locked eyes because I just... <laughs> I just, I just recognize there is some smut and spice in this book, and I just realized that you had to listen to that (laughs) on audio. Yes, I did. Or you better fast forward that on audio. Let you know, I only fast forward it once. But there There was was multiple scenes. I needed to know what to talk about. I needed to know the book, but I will tell you. I want to know how he did this. No, listen. I was like, let me give some tips to Hunt. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) What? Tell me why I was literally just telling Joel. I was like, you probably think I'm so intelligent over here when I'm reading. And, and to be fair, I never read romance. But I was like, and I'm reading this book. And let me tell you what the lie just said. <laughs> it's like all it's spicy. full on spice. But hear me out. So most of the time I listen to this in the car, actually. And I would like, you know how sometimes you can catch a reflection in the rearview mirror? My rearview mirror just happens to be huge, by the way, because I bought a new one and put it over my old one. And I did not realize that my mouth was dropping for like five minutes because I could not believe what was going on going on i was like it's like that good part where you get to the book where you're like wait a second what is happening what like that part of the book where you just can't contain the giddiness because it's that romantic that i literally was like in the car like what the frick? like I, <laughs> I could not comprehend but here's the thing that probably is so much more of an enjoyable experience listening to this book probably, than reading yes. it because i was like oh my freaking where we get it there he he said will you marry me yes over pizza but in this one they changed their voices you get to hear what Wynn's voice sounds like what her voice sounds like so you're sitting there like okay like you just feel like you're listening to a movie see and that is probably much more enjoyable experience mm-hmm. i would say if you're gonna read this book audio except oh my yes. freaking mm. word what in, in the world did you do when you got to those scenes did you just um, skip 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 or you were like what is no, happening because you don't know when to, to most of them <laughs> but mostly because i wanted to know Mar- did Mar- you like, skip the pages yeah oh i did yeah. I was, no you know why because literally i was like all i well actually that's the first time i did skip because i was like well what the crap is this mm. but then i realized all of a sudden i'm like wait they're not doing anything anymore yes. what just happened well, so then the had to thing, go back the reason why i like it because a lot of the steamy moments they weren't even doing anything <laughs> they were just looking at each other and being like speaking with their eyes they were they were and my hips were here up on yes! you there, but then nothing that actually well, had to I was happen like, her hips are where <laughs> he's wearing that cellar no way he did i was like no this is heated for me i was like if i was in the same room i'd be like y'all need a room mar this like, is why your mouth was dropped okay let's yep, be honest i was I'll be honest about it. I was like, dang, this is like, I was like, these two are heated right now. See, I just feel like to me, it's so predictable that that's why I'm like, I don't give a rat's butt about this. Cause but what I if it was you, Sadie. Well, okay. I that's put myself an, in those scenarios. Yeah. <laughs> I bet you did, man. I, I, I bet you did. I do. Because I'm like, because I think that's what makes you really and like be like, if this was happening to me, I definitely would be like, oh my gosh, when? Okay. 
where are we? Where are we going? Oh, I'm crying over here. No, I th- I fully understand that. I think I'm just frustrated because I I guess the reasons for their breakup and the re it was mm. straight up they didn't communicate, and yes. that to me was the dumbest thing. And then they spend five days just sweating up on each other, doing nothing, saying yeah. nothing, but kind of talking little. And really, the whole time they just didn't communicate because mm. the reason that he broke up with her or that they both broke up i should say well he he did the breakup yeah. he said this is uh, this is not working because he felt like with everything that he was going through right his dad passed away that put him in a whole other mind space of depression and just a lot of grief yeah. like he was just not himself he was also in san francisco i think san diego san diego okay so he's there and the only person he knows is Harriet mm-hmm. and she's busy all the time with work. He's also trying to secure jobs and that's not going very well. Yeah. And so he just kind of feels a loss and a flow in his life. And so then when he goes back to Montana to care for his family, he feels a sense of, okay, I've come home. Yeah. Like I, I find a purpose here. I find feeling grounded. Yes. And so I think he's just like, I don't want to be basically a dead weight to Harriet's life. Yeah. So in his mind, Harriet is living her dream life, right? She's going to, she's working and doing her residency. She has all these friends, he thinks. And that's what I'm saying. You are literally not talking to one another because if mm. you are living with a person at this point and you don't know what's, like, he does not come know. On, the realism in that, how many, how many relationships fail because of miscommunication? Because we get in our heads of like, oh, I'm not good enough. That's what they were both doing was like, I'm not good enough for my person. Instead, of, and they were, I think that, People have a hard time communicating that because they're afraid if they say it out loud, it means that it's true. 100%. And so they, I, I think it's in human nature in our flesh is that people love to flee. So even though like, yeah, it's like, okay, just talk to one another. It's kind of dumb. I think it, it more, I was more frustrated with that. He assumed she yes. was loving her life. She assumed but he didn't want to be there. They also had a mask though. She made it seem like she loved her life. I know, but I'm just like, I guess for me, that's just frustrating to be like, it's your partner mm, know each other are you better. asking like are you wow. asking are, what do you like about your job are yeah. you enjoying it like because to me if joel was going to work every single day and i i'm like over here thinking he loves his job mm-hmm. and then he's like no i've hated it for months oh, well yes obviously he could have told me but it's yes. also like well where is that on me to ask him like yeah. about his life but i guess i fully agree with what you're saying of course like you can both not feel you cannot offer that information yeah. and it is instinctual to just kind of want to protect your image even to your partner because you yes. don't want it's the person closest to you but you don't want them thinking badly about you you don't want them thinking yes. you know what i mean like mm-hmm. wait but hear me out okay who do you think is really at fault because i think <gasps> harriet is at fault more than win is mm. and you want to know why why because Wynn literally was going through a whirlwind of things. <laughs> Wynn well, was in a whirlwind. He was a whirlwind. <laughs> I mean, losing your father and then your mom gets a disease and like all these things are going on. Like your sister can't help because she's in school. You have to fly back. Like that's a lot of things to comprehend where it's like, I think even if you're married, right, you expect them. You want to be like, no, you know what? Take that time. Be with your family. Even if I have to stay here, right? He is not in the right headspace to even think about anything else, you know? And so for her though, she really wasn't going through it, 
right? She, even though her family wasn't like the best, right? She did not have something that was tearing her down where she could not communicate properly. Because when you go through trauma, which is what he went through, good luck communicating with people. That is hard. You shut down and everything. But here she is, right? Thinking, I think she was caring too much about herself because she Mm. said, I don't want to tell him everything like that. I don't like my job because that could be selfish because the look of everything that he's going through. And I was like, okay, yeah, great. But I feel like she's treating him like the hurt puppy that he was in the moment instead of being like actually even though you're going through this you're still my partner you still deserve to know what's going on in my life you still deserve to know the truth i'm not very but happy right she now thought he didn't want to because he said we can't she called him to say hey this guy kissed me i didn't want mm-hmm. it this is what happened he goes you know what this is clearly not but working on his side when that happened he thought he was holding her back that's what i'm saying though it's she is also hating her life, and she, he's the one that. Well, left. Then tell him. That's what we're tell both saying. Him you hate that and go to Montana. But that's what I'm saying is they're both saying the same thing. He thinks she thinks. Mm-hmm. Okay, I need to let him go. Grieve. He stepped away. He yes. said, "We can't do this. I can't do this. Yes. Here's your stuff back after yes. two days." Which I'm so sorry. If you were engaged, mm. there's no way in Oop. the Wait, world. I probably shouldn't say that. Never mind. Family team, never mind. Okay. If you are engaged, there's absolutely no way that you are having a four-minute breakup and you never talk to them again. You just send each other I've seen this happen before. That is insane. In my own family's life. No. Because, and I think the reason, I don't know the reason, but I think sometimes it is, it's like, I think you can't help but feel like a failure in that moment of like, oh, I promised to love somebody and now I'm taking that promise back. Like even when himself was like, it wasn't that I no longer loved you. It was no longer that I didn't feel those things in a matter of four minutes. It was that I wanted to get everything out of my sight to stop reminding me of the fact that I failed you. But he also, this is where when you say, who do you think is more at fault, quote unquote, he also has been lying to her because he's been doing that upholstery business on the side and he's been going so well. This woman is so wrapped up. Why doesn't she ask him? We're always telling men, we're always asking the men, like, are you, you how do you feel about this? (laughs) Yeah. But, but the women are never able to go to the men and just be like, she should have just turned around. Is there's a chance that she's unhappy in her job? Could she not stop for a second and think, wait a second, maybe Wynn's not happy but in his. That, But that's what I'm saying is frustrating to me. They didn't communicate. <laughs> Honestly, at the same time, I think we're, we're agreeing with each other. I think we are in this moment. I just want us to blame But wait, do you... <laughs> Well, that's the thing is, Harriet genuinely thought he didn't love her because he left and said, I can't do this. Here's your stuff. I would have thought the same thing. And that's why I'm saying there is very, is very open to interpretation that Wynn is at fault because Wynn mm-hmm. says, mm-hmm. I never stopped loving you. I yes. always loved you. I'm sorry. How do you, how do, how do I know as the girl yeah. that you never stopped loving me? If you literally said, I called you to tell you something very uncomfortable that happened to me. Yes. And I'm also like, I don't want this to be, have any space in our relationship, right? This guy kissed me. I didn't want that mm-hmm. to happen. And all you say is, I don't think this can work. Yeah. Like Harriet this is not working. That, he thought that she cheated on him. Yeah. Harriet was like, he thinks I cheated on him and I'm not, that did not happen. Yeah. And that's when he, he just, that's what he says. And then he mails her. Her stuff yeah. and so then just that's what i think it's just so frustrating because then you have them talking this through mm-hmm. in their real life in the six year like final finale weekend that they're yeah. having in the beach are on the beach in the east coast and it's like all of this could literally have been 
you guys could have got on the phone yes. and had a conversation about this Wait, five months ago. How brutal is it that he got that package there in two days? He said overnight shipping. Yeah, he really he said like, $60. He couldn't even just let it ship naturally and just make it seem like it's been a week. He's like, no, she needs to know it's been two days. He needs, She needs it right now. Also, I'm curious because they sent back and forth the ring. So oh, yes. she mailed him the ring. He mailed it back. She mailed it back. He mailed it. What do you think? Who do you think should have kept the ring, sent the ring? What do you think about that? So I personally think you keep that sucker because <laughs> if, if this would never happen, but if Hunter in a hypothetical world, in a hypothetical world, Hunter proposes to me, right? That part was real. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then he goes, oh, I don't think we should get married. Right. There's no way in heck that I'm giving you back my ring. You could beg me for it. If that's what you care about after being together for so many years is this dang Ugh. ring. It's mine. I said yes. It's my ring. You bought it for me. I might sell it. Okay. Because <laughs> she said, well, you could sell it. And he's like, well, so could you. And when he said that, I was like, good fact, win. He's Sell thing. the ring, Harriet. I do agree that. If that's the thing that he's like, I want the ring back. It's like, okay, well, then there's a level of petty that I didn't know we could stoop Seriously. in this relationship. However, I don't know if I'd necessarily want a memento. No, but that then sell it. If it, that's what I'm saying. Like, you, I, I'm not sure. I understand why she kept sending it back to him because I'm like, I don't know if I really want this memory piece of this relationship mm. that went sour so fast. So I Wait, thought I loved it. So but if a man buys you a ring, is the ring yours or is it the man's that's an interesting because he bought exercise. it but it was as a gift for you well i think well it's you buy it on the condition you're giving it to demonstrate and illustrate something right you're giving it to be like this is a visual representation of yes. a promise and an outward commitment yes. right of something you and i agreed upon yes if the if the reason that mm. you are giving that visual symbol is broken it's not there anymore well then i i'm curious yeah of like i guess who then who gets the ring who gets the ring because i guess it just depends on the couple because in my mind i wouldn't want that because to me it's no longer representative of why you gave it to me like I you feel like nobody would want the ring and that's kind of what was happening in the book was harriet didn't want it and win didn't want it right there and i was like i'll take it okay so listener <laughs> Okay, listeners, on our latest post, go and comment whether you think he gets the ring or she gets the ring. Mm. No context. Just tell us, do you think he should keep the ring or she should keep the ring? Mm. Like in a in a who relationship. Who, ring? <laughs> who wins the ring? <laughs> uh, yeah, so I guess, I don't know. I, who was your, did you have a favorite character of the mm. two? Because in all honesty, you guys, and this is, I like the dialogue we're having about yes. this. I think it's interesting because to me, in my mind, I'm like, okay, great. So this book was just about these people mm, mm. should have gotten the phone five months earlier yes. and had a conversation. And instead, they had to bump and grind for five days to figure out, to have the conversation Seriously, to realize a, that they still like each other. As a woman, if Hunter tried to break up with oh. me over the phone <laughs> in, in four face. minutes, <laughs> oh, I'm getting on the plane to Montana <laughs> and I'm barging down that door and I'm saying, sorry, mother-in-law, I got something to do. And I'm like, who do you think you are loving me for this long and throwing me away like I'm a piece of trash in four whole minutes? No, you're going to give me your time. But that's what I'm saying is they both clearly cannot address their inner life. Mm. They have zero coping skills for sure. to access their thoughts and emotions and know why they're doing and saying what they're doing and saying. Do adults actually act like this? That, that's apparently 
Apparently. I've never seen it. Insects of so except for the movies. I thought you were gonna say except for Insects in the City. Well, and I was like, exactly. Exactly. She gets it. She <laughs> gets it. <laughs> I was like, she would feel very seen by these happy place people. <laughs> no, but I think oh so a favorite character yeah. of mine, I would even I'm gonna be honest. It okay. was it was not Win or Harry. Oh, okay. So we've got this woman named Cleo. Oh no, Cleo! Stop she- <laughs> you. I hate it. I hate it so much. She literally, listen, she was a woman in this thing. She had a significant other. She was pregnant. All these things. But she did not take crap from anybody. I loved the sternness in her. She was recognizing that the friends around her were kind of losing their crap. And she seems like a very grounded woman. Where Mm -hmm. she was like, no, I know what I want out of life. I'm living the life that I want. I am no longer a young person. You can no longer treat me like we're in college. All this stuff. So I really liked her. But I think what we should really talk about, Sadie, is the plot twist of all time. Which one? So Harriet and Wynn are torturing each other basically right Mm -hmm. in front of everybody else they were loving on each other they would kiss they would cuddle all this stuff because they were trying to sell the fact that they were still together Mm -hmm. right but then this little woman named sabrina who was the one that put the whole trip together tell me why this whole entire time she actually knew that they were broken up. And this was her trying to put them back together by acting like she didn't know because they didn't tell her. She found out by looking through Wynn's phone. So this whole time, while her friends are torturing each other, trying to make this the best weekend for her, she says she manipulative. Honestly, toxic friendship. <laughs> I would have dropped she tried to, her. She tried to parent trap them, though. She, well, I don't care. But, but that's what I'm saying. In her mind, she's trying to do a kindness. Mm-hmm. So if she, so say you found out that two of your friends, yes, that you, you knew the whole reason that they were not together is yes. because they're just being dinguses and not yes. talking to each other. For sure. Right? For You're sure. like, no, they love each other. Mm-hmm. They're just being stupid. Now let's have an intervention. <laughs> let's not have me make you guys love on each other when you're secretly in a lot of pain. But she was hoping basically, okay, if they didn't come clean to the friend group that they were broken up, then maybe on this trip, they will have time to talk it out, figure it out, and then they can either tell us one way or the other. Are they together or are they not? No. No, 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 no. Maybe you should just <laughs> well, look you have at done? This is what I would you have done. Put, let me guess. Can I guess? You yeah. would have put up a big old banner when Ooh. everybody walked in. You've been surprised. The six of us are here for your intervention. Now sit your butts down and we're doing this Actually, right now. Actually, I don't know if I would have involved all six. I'm gonna I be think you would you. have. No, you would have been like, we're, this is the last weekend no. at the beach. I You're think, going down. Okay. <laughs> this is what I would have done. The second that I saw on Wynn's phone that they had broken up, I think what I the good thing to have done is I would have called my best friend. And I would have said, you have not talked to me about this. And guess what? You don't have to. But I want you to know that I know about it. I want you to know that I'm here for you. And I want you to know that I believe that our friendship is so much bigger than your two's relationship. Right? Because she was treating it like those two relationship, if they broke, the whole friendship broke. Right. So, no. I I don't think I, I – I would have said, if you need help, if you guys need someone there to help you communicate, if it's too hard to do on your own – I would gladly be that for you. But if that's not what you need, right? Well, I'm I'm here for that too. Yep. Not I would not pretend that I didn't know and get yeah. angry about something that's none of my business. She was Sabrina, guys, she got mad about the fact that they didn't tell her. Actually, they were but all also, hurt. Also, she w- then Sabrina was lying for 5 months too. 
Because Sabrina knew for five months and never exactly. said anything. Exactly. But also, like, if someone's not telling you yourself, you, I don't think the automatic thing is not to be like, how dare they not tell me? Agreed. I think it should be more like, oh, why didn't they tell Agreed. me? Agreed. Agreed. I, have I done something that makes them feel like they can't trust me? Either they need more time, they have their own reasons for why they haven't brought it up to you yet, or if it's really weighing on your mind that much, mm-hmm. you say something to them. Say, exactly. hey. I, I want to just bring this up because I, I accidentally saw Wynn's phone. Yes. I, I know you two aren't together. You don't have to tell me. I don't know what's going on, but I just want you to know that I do know. Yes. And I'm, yeah, exactly. You're saying I'm here for you. But yeah. it's like, yeah, I, if they're not bringing it up to you, there's a reason. Yes. It's got nothing to do with you. Yes. Put your ego aside. It mm-hmm. doesn't matter. And if it does, don't get mad at them about it. Maybe self-reflect. Let's talk about it. What does that emotion say yes. about you? What yes. are you feeling that is something for you to look into about yourself? Come on. Yep. We just, I, I just on, went we off about it. this. <laughs> yes. So we honestly should have been in the friend group and giving them the sound advice. Honestly. Although. What? In another life. Uh-huh. I do think if I was in a friend group like this, I would just sit back and watch it all happen <laughs> because I'd get my popcorn. I'd be like, this is entertainment. It's true. It would be truly like getting to sit on the set of friends yes. for free and just watch it all go down. But this and it's crazy because this life, I kind of think I'm a lot like Sabrina. Oh, where okay. it's like I literally gather the friends <laughs> Sit them down in the grass, and I say, "Let's talk about it." But here's but the Sabrina thing: she didn't, didn't do that. though. But she, she did, did gather them to the lawn. She gathered them to the beach house, and yes. she really hoped it would all work out. And it sort of. Oh, did. honestly, honestly, it did work out. It did work out because they finally talked about it like a bunch of freaking adults. I'm Amen. just sorry. I'm so sorry if you are engaged to somebody. Mm. Come you, on, I, and this that, is called advice for the week. Really, honestly. For the actual week, like the week people, <laughs> not for this calendar week, for the weekly. No, but it's just, I feel like if they genuinely had these emotions yes. for five months, what kind of individual are you for both of them that wow. they couldn't talk about it? Yes. If you were literally living with those feelings for five months of either wondering, wondering questioning, not being sure of why something happened, yeah. just freaking ask about it. Yeah. Just talk about it. I think it's absolutely bonkers mm-hmm. that the setting of this book was five days where these people could have had a conversation in half an hour because they all had a lot of pride and a lot of ego right and i guess that's the whole premise of a romance they didn't want they literally were like i don't want to give the, that person a satisfaction of knowing that i'm still thinking about it because what if they're not thinking about it that is so stupid and for me i'd be like i don't care if they're not thinking about it. they should be thinking about it you broke my heart it's also middle school I'm so sorry. Wait, if you're like, that's middle school oh, energy. Yes, if you were is. like, well, I'm not gonna give up. I'm not gonna say I'm sorry because they didn't say. It's like, come yes. on, people. Like, you guys were literally engaged to be married. Yeah, and you cannot talk to each other. Wow. I also like that is where Win went wrong. Of like, you, you you said you would love her forever, man. Yeah. And he, but he said, but I didn't know if you would fight for me. That is the stupidest that's thing I've ever heard. If somebody ever said that in front of me, I'd be like, okay, wait a second. I have secondhand embarrassment for you. Yes. That is I've cringy. actually been saying that phrase a lot lately. Wait, really? Yeah, I'd be like, I, that's embarrassing. Guys, let's talk about it. <laughs> secondhand embarrassment is real. Oh, it's so real. It's so real. It's so embarrassing. You're like, why am I involved? Why am I here? I hate this. I'm not with them. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, and I just think, I don't know. I feel like for their dynamic, I don't know if I would have ever suggested they date because all mm. of their friends are saying, Oh, finally, like we, we're so excited. You guys yeah. finally got together. We're so happy for you. And I guess I'm curious about that. 
would you ever, if your friends got engaged? Yes. Okay. So not dating, right? Mm -hmm. If they made the move to get engaged and told you, but you didn't think that that was a healthy relationship, Mm -hmm. what would you do? I have two perspectives from this. From actually real life experience. Okay. Of Hunter and I got engaged. Mm -hmm. And someone told him that he didn't think that I was good wife material. Okay. And for me, on um, being on that side of the perspective, which this person and I were fine now, I don't even know if he knows that I know this. But Ooh, hot I tea. hot tea, hot tea boiling tea. Um, for being on that side of things, I think you have no business saying that. Why? Because you, I don't think anybody actually ever knows what's truly going on between one person and another, right? For me, that person didn't know me well. They just saw the outside. They took what other people said about me and they made their opinion. But then on the other hand, I've had a friend. Now, they didn't get engaged, but it was so obvious that this man was not a good man, right? I think I would say it one time. Okay. I would say, I just want you to know I want you to be extremely happy. And this is something that I see in this person. And I'm only saying it because I think it could be a a bad thing. And if they're like, you know what? Thanks for telling me, but I'm going to do it anyways. I'm going to be like, okay, per. I, I hope the best for you. Right. I'm not going to rag on them. I'm not going to keep doing. I'm not going to not show up to the wedding. Actually, I don't know. Maybe I wouldn't show up to the wedding. Ooh. Would you not show? Oh, guys, this is a hot take. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> Listen, if you had a friend that oh. got engaged to someone that you did not approve, would you go to the wedding? Because I really believe a wedding. When you show up to a wedding, you are showing up to say I support. You, I think everybody that's there should be someone that truly wants the best for you, wants you to be happy, is supporting you. And so it's like, I don't think I would want someone to come to my wedding if they didn't really support the person that I'm marrying. I'm like, why are you here if you don't support it? What are you wasting? Because if you don't support it, you showing up means nothing to me because you still don't want this for me, you know? Wow. And so I'm having to think of so many scenarios right now because. I have I have different perspectives because I've been a part of um, groups of people where um, some are not so like in faith based situations, mm-hmm. right, where they have different faith system. They have different religion than you do. Yes. Does that mean that you can't go and celebrate wow their Mm. marriage and i've had people where you know parents or guardians refuse to attend because they genuinely in their conscience like cannot they can't even be there because they feel like like you're talking about being there is supporting that that union yes but then on the other hand i think as a person of faith i'm like I can live my life yes. for what I believe is true. And I want to be very vocal and mm-hmm. honest about, you know, my thoughts and opinions. But does that mean that then these people who don't believe the same things mm-hmm. as me, I can't go and celebrate their union, their happiness, mm-hmm. support them? And that's really interesting because, yeah, there's a couple scenarios that I'm thinking of right now. I'm like, oh, my gosh, like that is it's really tricky. And I think 
especially if I think it's what I'm talking about is more faith based mm. and the situation kind of you were addressing was more of like if they're a bad individual. Yes. And I think that is a whole other scenario too of like if you genuinely are worried about their a person's safety well-being yeah. and just all of those things then I do think that's something where you could have that kind of conversation but the wedding part it's so hard because hopefully right if you went to someone's wedding yeah and say something like everything that you were telling them came true mm-hmm. right so say everything you warned them about actually happened yeah. hopefully they see that you're still there yes to help pick up the pieces in the fallout and of but everything listen, that that's happened exhausting oh 100 because i had this one friend she and i are no longer friends and they were just dating but i was in her corner but i would tell her repeatedly this man is not good he's gonna hurt you physically he already hurts you verbally this is not a good situation you know and so it's like you get in there and then guess what it didn't work out nobody likes being right in that situation i wish i was wrong but it's like i was right in that situation but then still being there to pick up the pieces is so exhausting yeah because you it, it may I don't just in my personal experience, it makes me think that other friend is not a good friend. Mm. Because if I truly love this person, like say it was just you and me. Right. Our relationship, like you would never do anything to purposely hurt me. I trust you, you trust me. Right. If you came to me and you said, Mar, Hunter's not good. Right. I think it's so such a bad friend of me to just dismiss that Mm. to just be like you have no idea what you're talking about because just because you just because you don't like him doesn't mean i don't like him i think that is not being a good friend like where is that moment where you sit down and truly think about what the person that loves you said right of like no i'm saying this because i love you there's actually real concern here to me to just dismiss that and be like well you're wrong but a lot of people don't have that ability to put their ego aside of, because you'd be like, I chose this man. Mm-hmm. I literally You didn't dated choose him, him until you him. said I do. Well, okay. So I guess we're talking about pre, pre-marriage. Yes. So if I came to you pre-marriage. Yes. Interesting. I think that's a whole other thing because Joel and I talked about that a lot of like we got married so young mm-hmm. uh, that we were, Same. that was a huge conversation of are we being objective? Are we making a, a decision that we will regret? Because we wow. recognize we were 20. Yes. We recognize wow. we were I was so, 19. Oh my. I was 19 crazy. when I got married. And so, yeah, so you get it. So I was like, we need to make sure we are being objective, that we have good sound advice. Yes. So we asked a, a specific couple people to tell us what they genuinely thought of our decision to get married. Yes. We had come to that decision. Mm-hmm. We felt like it was the right time. Whatever, I don't even get that. But basically, if someone had said to us at that point in time that we went to specifically to say, this is what we want to do. Do you think this is a good decision mm-hmm. or a decision that is going to be harmful for us yes. in the next, you know, five years of our life? Mm-hmm. If one of those person had said, no, we actually really strongly advise you to wait or to not or to whatever. Yes. Absolutely, we would have listened to that. Yeah. If I had unsolicited advice yeah, so of someone different. coming up to me and mm-hmm. going, "Hey, we just don't think Joel's like the right yeah. person for you," very different scenario. But you still have to be humble to listen. And I feel yeah. like not a lot of people genuinely want to hear and that 
hey, you have a bad picker. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? No one wants to hear, hey. I mean, I did, that's my best friend. I told you that one. I didn't even know my best friend in high school, y'all. But I, from an outsider, saw her boyfriend and he was not good. But everybody would keep their mouth. So I walked up to her in lunch and I said, listen, I don't know you. You don't know me. But this man has got to go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Tell me why she is now in a very loving, committed (laughs) relationship. Gonna get married to a man who respects her. Would that have happened if I never went up there and said, this ain't good? Well, and that's why I think you just have to follow your genuine conviction and your gut feeling. You have to check, am I doing this because I want some sort of validation or I want some attention? Or, okay, am I doing this because I just genuinely see a problem? I want to say it because maybe they don't aren't aware of it and i do think that people who see an issue and don't say something i, I feel like that just shows you don't care enough about wow, it or the on. person yeah if you see somebody destroying their life yes and you care about them you love them you're gonna say something mm-hmm. even if it's just hey i just want to check in on you are you good yeah. because if you don't say anything you don't care enough to go yeah. out of your way to be inconvenienced to have a hard conversation you don't care enough to actually talk about it yeah. but Wow. This book has brought out a lot of interesting hypothetical scenarios. And just so you guys know, Harriet and Wynn, they work it out. I'm so They end up together. And she goes, they go back to Montana. They do. I was happy for She gives up residency. I was happy. You know what? And I love that. I'm very glad. I actually was really happy because for a second she put her job aside. Well, she hated it. She hated it, yes. But she finally had the guts to do it amen she put her her job aside for something that truly mattered because guys my one unsolicited advice for you guys today is this <laughs> whether you are faith-based or whether you are not sadie and i are this is not your home this earth right even if you don't believe in heaven you do believe that you're not going to be here forever right right so do not waste the precious time that we have worrying about things that genuinely don't matter and i truly by the bottom of my hat i think people matter right and so don't waste your time with them right you know over something that you can get a new job tomorrow right Yep. No, I do, I agree with that sentiment. I think that is a great point. I don't know if that's what Emily Henry thought she was yeah. making when well, she Emily, wrote. Well, that's my point, not yours. <laughs> that's what I mean. I just feel like I'm like, I guess for me in closing, mm. my thoughts are I went into this trying to be more unbiased because mm. I had read something by her and this was a couple years later. I thought her writing would have improved. I thought... <laughs> <laughs> the storyline would be different um and it was not but i would say for me if i this is not a reread for me mm. and i don't even know if i would recommend it as a romance book that's just my personality i'm yeah. trying to think of something that i would recommend Pride i would prejudice. recommend oh, yeah always but i would say the paris wife that's one that comes Never to mind okay that's one that comes to mind as if you are looking for a fictional romance it has a lot more of those elements, but they're a lot more nuanced and they're a lot more it's not the full entire plot of the book. Yeah. But I do I do love a romance. I don't want this to make it sound like I just You all hate you guys should also try Twilight. <gasps> <laughs> that is not an official uh recommendation of this podcast. I just want to put that out there. <laughs> but what are your closing thoughts? Give it a rating, give it a view. I, wow. I love that this is a book that we have different thoughts yeah. on i feel like our listeners i'm curious what their thoughts are but yeah guys leave it in the just well not the description box comment down below um i will just say i think i already said my closing thought but i will i'm gonna 
give this a three. A three. Love out it of five. You. Just because I, I enjoyed it, but I, I probably wouldn't read it again. Okay. Because once is enough. Once is enough. And I honestly cannot fathom that you listen to those Yeah, scenes. that was a roller coaster. I am terrified. And now I own the book. You ever think about how you own a book, but you don't read it again? Yeah. Well, that's why when I read, so this book I got on Kindle because I wasn't sure I was going to love it. Mm. And I always, the books that I'm unsure of if I will want to reread or want to say that I own is I'll get them at the library or gotcha. on my Kindle. But technically you do own it because you bought it. But it's just not the same as digital. <laughs> it's just I don't have to see it on my bookshelves. But what do you rate it? Oh. um, This is a zero. I would give it. A one and a half or Wow, that two. was more than I thought you were going to do. Because it's not a complete, it's not to me a complete waste of time in regards to if you're going to talk about it with someone. Because gotcha. I like the conversation it brings up. That's why I enjoy this podcast and that's why I enjoy talking about books with other people. I just feel like there's not a ton of character growth. The writing style also isn't my preference because she does a lot of uh, outward thinking and she does so much narration or um dialogue and i don't like that as much i don't yeah. want to just see all of your thoughts i want you to act and then because that's another way i feel like as a reader you get to feel like you're in the story because you and i we don't sit here telling each other all day long oh and then i went and did this because i was sad and then i went it's like you tell each other things yeah and we get to recognize oh she did you know you it's you don't have to explain every little thing i don't know so i think there's just not to me a ton of redeeming qualities yeah. on the book itself but also i again that's just my preference for when it comes to books so if yeah. you are interested in a rom-com not even rom-com i guess just romance if you're yeah. just interested in romance you're interested in a light read and you are trying to get off your phone yeah. or if you're Read trying this on to, the airplane yes yeah and it's in all the airplane stores yeah so yep well that is happy place you guys i hope you enjoyed i think the we went off the rails yes we did on this a lot but i, but I think it was deep conversation that the world needed to hear the world <laughs> needed to hear this okay these listeners you guys needed to hear our thoughts on relationships in general okay <laughs> but hey if you have a happy place follow us on the novelty podcast at instagram feel free to put it in the comments we just might respond Ooh, and we will see you guys next week bye